0: Wrestlemania 40 In the main event I choose you Roman Reigns Hello guys Welcome to the show Welcome to I See Things A Little Differently I am The Slow Chemical And this is your Monday show As we are just Going on this gorgeous road to revolution To elimination chamber To Wrestlemania there are a bunch of speed bumps in this road. And that is not more true than it is today because or this this year, because whether it's lawsuits, whether it's leaked documents, whether it's Sting's retirement, there is so much to talk about, so much to get into. And guys, look here, I went back and forth on this a lot today or the last week the more news that just came in, came in, came in, the more I was just like, yo, I don't know like what to start with. There's so many things that are that could be the top story, but like I'm one of those people that feels like I tell and I say this in an interview all the time. Uh, when I used to interview all the time, I would say this in interviews. So when people would say, Hey, how do you prioritize what's important? Everything's important. See, so I take you have to learn you have to learn who you're working with. And then take it that step at a time. Because everyone's going to always say, oh, there's always something to do. It's always important. Dude, everything's important. So you just got to take it one step at a time. When I worked as an executive assistant, one of the things I would do that actually got me over the most was I would learn like my, my main two bosses. I would see what the things were that annoyed them. I would take those things off their plate. If I heard them constantly complaining about certain emails or certain people emailing them, I would then say, hey, you need to direct th- those emails to me, and I can, e- and I could be that surrogate right there. And so this is the first time I think in this show's history where I'm sitting here like, yo, what do I talk about the first? Like, just so much. So what I'm going to start with is going to be WWE's media event. I'm going to start with that because... WWE put themselves in a hell of a pickle when they went for the cash and not the creative. And last Friday, well documented how Cody Rhodes was getting fucked over. They were going to do Rock and Roman. And I saw a great meme. And I have to I have to do this. And someone was making fun of Dave Meltzer. And I I I know that's an old hat, but listen here, here this, this meme is Essentially of Someone like hitting their head against the locker, right? And it says, Dave Meltzer, it's 100% Roman versus Rock, Cody Rhodes. I choose Roman. Dave Meltzer after the press conference, they're doing a tag match. Triple H, Seth Rollins is facing the winner of the Elimination Chamber. Like Meltzer just had a bad week, bro. <laughs> and I do believe, <laughs> I do believe, everything was told to him. I don't think I don't think Dave Meltzer just makes shit up, you know. Like, but Dave Meltzer does like when you have. You're, when you're talking and you're constantly saying "with well, plans change," like, we, we know shit, Sherlock. Plans fucking change, but it makes you come off as like you don't even believe your own stuff sometimes, you know. And I'm not gonna be up on Melter. It just was funny because every I'm telling you now everything Melter was saying. I haven't said this. I texted this to GJT. I said they need to, these people need to stop reporting because I know everyone wants news and everyone's trying to be that first person to get the scoop or whatever air quotes no air quotes continue doing air quotes. But right now, no one is right. Right now, WWE doesn't even know what they're doing, right? And so, they didn't expect the fan backlash for it to happen the way it did. They really didn't. You gotta remember, when Rock was not even announced, it was an unannounced uh, surprise, air quotes again, and the way Cody worded it was super fucking weird. I truly believe, in my heart of hearts, they were going to go with Rock vs. Roman at WrestleMania, and what ended up happening... Was they got the backlash? Now it's, it's fun to boo when, when you watch an NXT Vengeance Day. It's fun to boo him, but it's like no. And I remember seeing a bunch of comments. They won't boo Rock in person. So then you have Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins calls out Cody Rhodes. You're getting Rocky sucks chance and let very loud, not a smattering, not a. It was very loud and very much fuck this guy. And I told the to JT, do you know how many people? More so now than 10 years ago? Do you know how many people can relate to working their job, busting their ass for two straight years, as Cody has put it? They're cooking for two straight years, then someone comes in until then a position opens up and they hire someone from the outside? Do you know how demoralizing that is? Of course a lot of you guys do. I got emails, I got DMs from so many of you people saying, this just happened to me a few years ago, or this happened here, whatever, right? And I went from this to this to this, and blah, blah, blah. And so many people can relate to having their spot taken because they went for the cash. TKO decided to go for the cash, and here's the thing. This ain't UFC. This ain't, this isn't, well, some people think UFC's fixed. I don't think so. But this ain't UFC. You have to, you have to treat this differently. And TKO got themselves involved, which they should not have gotten involved, and next thing you know, it's boom. And they end up having this media event. And they went into it. So, Rock was doing press all day before. Because this week is WrestleMania. Oh, Super Bowl Sunday week, excuse me. And by the time he gets here, Super Bowl will be over. But um, he went on Pat McAfee's show and called everybody Cody Crybabies. And everyone had a good laugh at it. And but You know what I find funny is... When people are, pa- and I get it, no one should be throwing. First, first, first of all, don't be throwing death threats at his daughter. You're a fucking idiot and maniac if you're doing that. But I mean, but let's, let's let's scoot past that. What did they think was gonna happen? Who was gonna embrace Rock and put Cody to the side? Also, let's be honest. Some people, a lot of people, I will say, it's one C Rock versus Roman. I honestly don't know why. It's not gonna be a good match. It's going to be an awful match. Let's just get that out of the way. The spectacle alone, though, I get that. You know, same way that. But it's being put, it's been put it like this. Austin, Austin Owens worked because they did the bare minimum and did the. But did they maximized what they could do? What Austin's strengths were. Rock strengths were more of athleticism than brawling, you know. And do you guys want to see a thirty minute Roman Reigns Rock match? I don't. That sounds fucking god awful. Um, but they put themselves in the pickle here. This was not planned before. None of this was planned before. I, 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 not like it, Dave, but none of this was planned before. They had the course correct. They had no choice but to. So now Rock is feeding into it. And now essentially you see him being a heel, which is probably the best version of the Rock anyway. So they do this media event, which is more of a real sport air quotes again, type of thing. I thought it came off very well. You had the first face off between Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, which I honestly think Rhea Ripley should still win that match when it happens at WrestleMania. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Bianca Bella went out there because Bianca Belair is like one of their best ambassadors. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see a clear direction for her, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do with her now. With Charlotte Flair out, um, but that's, that's, she's in an interesting spot. And then they had the main event. You had Seth Rollins come out with his World Heavyweight Championship. You had, this is the moment that Cody was going to, you know, choose his opponent. Well, Roman Reigns came out and said that he took he's taking it out of Cody's hands and he chooses The Rock, the place of booze. Rock comes out, they show a family tree and what this means and blah, blah, blah. The Rock and Roman Reigns hug. It was a weird setup to a main event match at WrestleMania for no reason, right? Just come in, skip the line and whatever. So then Cody comes out and Cody says, this is some bullshit. And all of a sudden, he he, he, he cuts the promo. Look here, that undeniable promo was fantastic. It was better than this one. But this was Cody having his, no, I'm taking what's mine. We, we talk a lot on this podcast about how Cody fucked himself over in AEW. And I will maintain that to the day I die. Cody had too much creative power. He needed to have someone to ring that in. And he didn't have anyone because, yeah, he had Arn Anderson, but even according to him, he didn't listen to Arn very much. You know, at times he was too fucking giving. And then, it's just it, beautiful. It, it he was way too giving. And then just, it made his character go directionless. You know, and I know I didn't say that right. It's one of those situations where you have that promo. I think about I think about Cody promo, I think about that undeniable promo. That's the best promo of his career, in my opinion. I feel like this promo was the one that hit, made uh, that he took all that balled up energy that people have for him and said this is what we've been doing when he said what is this match about who's the head of the table what does it matter when never you've been cooking the last two years which is very true look at the last two years first of all rock has been wwe a little bit more but he rock has flopped rock has absolutely flopped whether it's black adam whether it's the uh xfl having to merge with the usfl like the, that Midas touch that The Rock had, even The Rock trying to take over, in in the, the DC world, like he has flopped hard. He needs a victory in 2024. You know, don't be wrong. He's worth like 800 million dollars, so he's won a lot, right? But he needs a big victory in the main, and he's got it. He's on the board. He's got 30 million dollars to be on the board, whatever, blah blah. He got his name. So Cody comes out, cuts his promo, ain't chooses Roman. And so then, now, here's, what's, here's, here's the funny thing about it. Going back to uh, the Pat McAfee interview with The Rock, Rock said his story is more in line with Roman's than Cody's is. And no, it's not. Rock is, let me tell you something. Rock learned a lot from Vincent Man how to, how to uh, change the narrative. But it sounds so awful. Because uh, whether it's Rock changing the narrative of Black Adam, where he's trying to say the, the movie made money when it didn't. It, no one's dumb anymore, bro. Like, you took some L's. Like even his story makes no sense because guess what, Rock hasn't been around. I remember the first time Rock commented. I remember when uh, Roman and Jay had their Hell in a Cell I Quit match, and I remember uh, Roman kept saying there's levels to this. Now, that was actually no, that was a month before. And Roman kept saying there's levels to this, and Rock text, I mean, yeah, t- tweeted there's levels to this, devil's to this, blah 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 blah. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, that's interesting, you know, but he hasn't been a part of the storyline. Even though what they did here came off very well, his story makes no sense. Especially the way he came out and they hugged and said, we're doing this for the fan. But it makes no sense, bro. The match is is still going to happen, but it makes no sense in the context of what Cody has been going through. And so... um, Because Cody's story is not even in WWE. His his story is back to AEW. His story is back to Stardust. His story is a 10-year story arc. If you actually put it into perspective... And I guarantee if I decide to do a timeline of it, and I just, I just kind of give you guys ideas. If I did a timeline of it, his arc has been 10 years. Since the passing of Dusty, Stardust, his release, his list, AEW, back to WWE, two-time Royal Rumble winner. This guy story arc has been 10 years. Your story arc has not been 10 years of women Reigns, bro. Like you literally endorsed this guy. Like your story? No, your story. Your story is we can make more money with this. But they're gonna. But WWE does, Are they really going to though? They already sold out WrestleMania. They just opened new seats for WrestleMania. They they didn't need The Rock. This is before anything was announced with The Rock. Any matches. They sold out in August of WrestleMania, so they didn't need shit. So then you had the moment that Roman that that, that uh yeah Roman said that you're irrelevant like your father. He brought up family first, and this is the second time he's brought up Dusty. And Cody didn't say anything. And So then Cody said that you no, know, their, their their grandfathers would be ashamed. So then Rock takes gets all mad and slaps Cody. So it made you think they're building to a Cody-Rock match. Now, I don't think they're building to that at all. Because if you actually you listen to what Seth Rollins said afterwards, Seth Rollins said, hey, you can't I don't care if you sit on the fucking board. You can't just come here and do this. You can't do what you want to. Then he's telling Triple H to fix it and blah blah blah. I see what they're doing. They're making it they're making it for the first time in Roman Reigns run as this WWE champion. They're making it so that Rock looks like the right hand man. Rock that Roman looks like the right hand man. That's exactly what they did here. Roman looks just like how Jay Uso looked. He looked like the right hand man to the real head of the table. And this can be the catalyst for them to break up and have the match. This, the match is still going to happen. But it should not. It doesn't matter if it happens at WrestleMania. It's such a big match. And they do more stadium shows now. It can happen legitimately fucking anywhere. But anyways. So I thought this event went over very, very well. And, and they did what needed to be done. Now there were still some questions leaving out of that show. So they're on SmackDown. Triple H came out with Nick Aldis and uh, Adam Pearce. And he made it perfectly fucking clear. The main event of WrestleMania is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. So that's your main event. Only two matches remaining assigned. That match and EO Sky versus Bailey. And so now you have this. Uh, now what do you do with this? Because now it's, it's still intriguing. Because what? Look what they did. They they made Roman look like the right hand man. They start, even though we know Triple H can't wrestle, Triple H can still have a surrogate wrestle for him. Kevin Owens will be a likely choice, or Seth Rollins, you know, whoever. But they said so many things, and they got co- and Cody, as JT has put it, leveled up even more. With that promo, he leveled up even more. And now you get smacked, now you'll see him punk me while being the ultimate instigator. Hey, I, where were you guys at in 2013, booing the rock? Um, if I was Cody, I would punch rock. Uh, I, you know, like... It's it's one of, now you have all these things happening that are just like oh okay, and now you see, and now you see where things are going now, because it, it, look here, whatever's gonna happen to lead to the ultimate implosion, it's going to be the the loss of the WWE championship, you know, so even though Rock has never come anywhere close to a reign like this, if you actually look at all of Rock's ten world. Heavyweight championships, yes, Rockets had 10 world heavyweight championships in his, run, in his in his career. They're all transitional titles for the most part. Think about it. His first WWE championship transitioned to mankind. He got it back just to lose to mankind. He got it back just to lose to Austin. <laughs> he, he hasn't had many long runs. I think his longest run with any championship was the Intercontinental Championship, and that was his second reign. But he, for the most part, he is the ultimate transitional champion. But, you know, they're going to go back and forth on this. This will be the cause of the breakup and the divide of the, the bloodline for good. But um, uh, look here. I'm glad the course corrected. They had to. This was a no-win. And now that Vince McMahon is out, and we'll get to him later, um, it, was, it was for... So meanwhile, you have the main event of WrestleMania all set and ready to go. Now what do you do with the World Heavyweight Championship? And... Triple H and Adam Pearson have made clear that the winner of the men's elimination chamber match will get the shot, Seth Rollins, at WrestleMania. And they also announced that there will be a women's chamber match with that winner getting their shot at Rhea Ripley. But they already gave the match away when Becky and Rhea went face-to-face at the press conference. So we already know who's winning that match. Um, And so far, the people who have qualified for this Elimination chamber has been Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Let me say this, and I said this to you guys last week. I never understood Drew, Braun Strowman, people like that. Drew is doing the best work of his career. After, on Raw, after that bull rope match between Cody and Nakamura, he laid out Cody. And to me, Drew, just the the trolling and everything he's doing is leading to him getting a shot at that World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. But here's my thing. I don't know what you do with Sami Zayn. You could always throw him in the triple threat and make it a triple threat match. I don't think you necessarily have to do that because I think there's a story for Sami Zayn alone to where he'd be chasing Drew McIntyre for that title. But I think Drew, I I think the match should be (coughs) one-on-one. Excuse me. I truly do. You know, I I just don't, uh, I I just don't think that you need to add a third party to it. Now, what do you do with Sami Zayn? I don't know. But you have two nights of mania. That's what you get paid the big bucks for. You should figure that out. I truly believe that Drew has put the work in. Yes, he lost to uh, Seth a couple times. Seth has had that belt for almost a year now. He's defended it very valiantly. It's time, and Drew needs to get his moment in front of fans, even if it's a heel. He's doing the. I think he's doing the best work of his WWE career. So that's what he needs to do. Hey, let me make Chamber. Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate will be challenging for the tag team championships against the Judgment Day. And I still maintain, just just me, I still maintain those tag team titles for a moment at WrestleMania. Could go awesome truth. Truth, dude, he's top 5 over right now. And if you think about it, he's been over for a while. But he gets some of the absolute loudest pops. People just love truth. They love his humor. They just like him. I think he's due for Wrestle. I don't think Truth has ever had a real WrestleMania moment. I know he's he has challenged for the tag team titles. I think him and John Morrison challenged Big Show and Miz, ironically, for the tag team titles at WrestleMania one year. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was WrestleMania 26 actually. Um, so he, he's had some WrestleMania matches, but he hasn't had WrestleMania moment. I think you could, I think the fans would absolutely be go crazy. No, not I think I know. They would absolutely go crazy if him and Miz got a tag team title match and they won those tag team titles. And also, here's the thing also, going back to Drew and uh, Seth, if you don't want to put that title on Drew, all the screwing around that Drew McIntyre has done, whether it's to CM Punk, whether it's to Seth Rollins, whether it's to Cody Rhodes, he's done a lot of screwing up of, uh, screwing over of uh, Damian Priest. The ultimate thing to do would be have Drew win, Seth stomp him, Damian Priest cash in, in the middle of WrestleMania, night one. I would love to see that. That's always an option that they have on the table. I'm still maintaining that Senor Money in the Bank is going to have at least a token run with that World Heavyweight Champion. I just think he is. And I think that could be the catalyst for Judgment Day breaking up, is him having gold and Finn Balor not having gold. You can have him lose earlier in the night to Awesome some truth, and then... He wins that World Heavyweight Championship. And it's like, fuck those tag team titles, bro. I got the ultimate title. You know what I'm saying? But that's just. Maybe that's sniffing the hopium. Yeah, maybe that's just me. Gunther and Jay Uso's up next. And Gunther did one of the most savage lines ever. He said, by the time I'm done with you, people won't remember which twin you are again. I I, I saw I heard that line. I said, that was rough. You know, but I'm looking forward to this match. So I don't think Jay's gonna be the one to dethrone him. But, I, but Jay's over too. I wouldn't be surprised if they had of putting Drew uh, a J over, I, I would not be surprised about that at all. In in there's no way of getting around this at this point. Uh, well, we're gonna hit some lighter notes before we get into the deeper stuff and the the, the, the uh, impacts. I mean, not the impact. The, we do have some TNA news. Uh, but AEW news. Let's talk about this. Progress and Defy will merge together to make an ultimate independent uh wrestling company. So uh, wish them the best. Bushy Road has canceled the contract of Rosie o- Rossi Ogawa. He is the former owner of stardom Apparently he was poaching talent and doing things that were of uh, Unbecoming nature and so they got rid of him um, Which is a big deal, but also it could be the reason why people like maybe Julia stay or leave, you know um, I, It sounds like he was pretty much pretty uh, toxic in that in that world WWE has announced a new show called Speed. It will air live on X or Twitter, whatever you choose to call it. Brock Lesnar, according to devs for WWE 2K24. Yes, for those of you are asking, I did pre-order my copy. I only got the regular version because I didn't know how it worked. I thought if you got the deluxe version... Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair on the cover, I wanted the cover with Cody on it. That's why I got the regular version. But anyways, um, apparently Brock Lesnar won't fully be removed from the game, but it's they're going to hide him, you know, uh, but he will be in the game. Not really a big surprise there. Also, Camille, who was in talks to go to WWE, the former women's NWA champion, which I thought would be a great fit there. Um, t- talks seem to have broken down. You know what's interesting? And once again, PWI insiders reporting this, and a lot of people are reporting this. You know what I, I find interesting about all of it is that for me personally, I don't know what these talks are. I don't know what the money, I don't know. But it feels like whether it's Mercedes Monet, whether it's Will Ospreay, whether it's Camille, like talks, they, they've talked to WWE, and WWE is supposedly spending money on talent now. So, I, I'm wondering what the breakdown is and why. Especially under a Triple H run WWE. You know, like, I'm wondering why is it just the money? Or do they not want anything creative or fulfilling? You know, because I'm not saying, first of all, I'm, gonna clear. I'm not saying AEW or TNA can't be creative. I, I don't know. But when the way people talk about WWE now, you would think they can't do anything wrong. Which, they still do plenty wrong. Like, where's Indy Hartwell? Where's Candice LeRae? Like, there's a lot of people that they don't fucking use. You know what I'm saying? So like it's like there are people who are on the roster that don't get used, you know. They've have, they have a ton of talent. And JT actually said this the other day to me, he said, yo, they have so much talent. They could do two house shows a night, which they they could go back to the old school 80s where they had an A show and a B show. They actually can. He's not wrong there. You know, so I'm wondering what's going on with these breakdowns. Like like Camille obviously didn't leave NWA to not break the bank. She wants money. You know? Is it because they, they might start off at NXT? I don't I don't know. Cause Camille, if you've seen her wrestle, she's really good you know, and she has a great look, um, and so, like, to me, she's a uh, taller Ivy now, um, well, 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 I don't know what you guys think about Ivy now, but, like, to me, and she's a more polished Ivy now, obviously, but, like, to me, I thought that was very interesting that, that that is, and supposedly she's scheduled to go to AEW, I don't know what they, I don't know if Tony Khan would do anything with her besides send her to ROH, you know, she's, she's worked with AEW before when she, was, when she wrestled Layla Hirsch, and beat her, um, So, I I don't know. Um, I think she'd be better using WWE, though. But, look here. Money talks. And if she wants to go to uh, AEW for the money, that's fine. I just don't know how creatively fulfilling it would be for her. You know? like I'm optimistic because when you have a woman at the top that's that's doing the work she's doing, like Tony Storm, there's no woman in the business doing the, the, the character work that she's doing. It's for sure better wrestlers, but not better story, to me, in my opinion. Um... But, like, you have heard the top. You know, Julia Hart is a TBS champion. Like, to me, those two titles, they, I think they still mean... They, they mean something, though. The TBS championship, the only reason it lost a little bit of luster is because Chris Statler got hurt. And, um... Jay Cargill held on to it for a little bit too long. Like, to me, I, I watched both those matches, you know? So, I, I wonder what, what is her next step. Is it going to be, um... Is it gonna be AEW? If so, how do you debut her? I don't know, but I'm curious to see where she goes because I'm a fan. Here's where we get into the deep water. Maurice has been diagnosed with a rare tumor, uh, rare tumors, and I believe they're gonna do surgery soon. So prayers up for her and her family. Ms. Well, Sonya Deville has made it official with with her with her wife. They are now officially married. That is awesome. Congratulations to you ladies, you guys deserve all the happiness in the world and I hope more people will decide to live their life like you guys now here's a deep water now right, we got in. so last week I said this well last two weeks I've been saying it you know who John Laura Nice reminds me of John Lornais nice reminds me of the the guy in the movie who is the right hand to the drug dealer and he says how loyal he is he talks shit and all this other stuff then when shit starts to get real and he gets arrested the first thing he does is snitch John Laura Nice is that person First of all, John Lornais has had a terrible reputation for many, many years, even before all this came out. So it's not like he can save his reputation. But I'm pretty sure this guy does not want to go to freaking jail. So now, you have this guy who legitimately, probably, does not know what to do with himself. And he's like, well, I can't take all the heat by myself. He was already the fall guy before. Now he's probably being threatened with jail. Now the federal prosecutors are targeting Mr. Med. They're going to go through him. Now this guy is talking, and boy is he talking. He has said that, of course, WWE knew about, because if you guys don't know, Ashley Mazzaro, who has passed away due to suicide uh, a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, she was a former WWE diva. She was a former uh, WWE diva, and uh, I believe she ended up, she won the diva search. Um, gorgeous lady. Um, she was on Playboy as well, and uh, she committed suicide. She, had, she, she hit rock bottom essentially, and so essentially what happened was she had reports to WWE that she was raped in Kuwait, and WWE supposedly knew nothing about this. They said that they said this for years. They said they knew nothing about this. This has been an ongoing thing for many, many, many years. And so John Laurinaitis nice has now said that yes, we did know, and uh, we did nothing about it. And so, then there were some leaked documents from Ashley Mazzaro, uh, her uh, her testimony uh, that was sealed. And it was essentially a lot of disgusting things in there. Apparently, she had she was in the locker room. She had seen divas making out with Vince McMahon or Vince McMahon making out with divas. Who knows if like they were forced to do it? Who knows if they wanted to do it? I, <clears throat> this is some very disgusting stuff. Like... If you thought there was a saving grace and maybe Vince is just misunderstood and he has some sexual kinks that most people have but to keep under wraps, if, th- if that didn't destroy it before, this should destroy anything of his reputation. And here's what, at first, I was very much in the impression that TK is just going to get rid of this because this is before them, you know? And now my first thought is like, this is going to cause major changes in the wrestling world. To say, in my opinion, this I don't think this is too strong to say. Um, but I truly believe that, um, this could be, have an effect on the world of wrestling the same way the Chris Benoit situation had an effect on wrestling. Now, if you weren't watching wrestling at the time, or if you didn't, or if you didn't, if you don't know, like, you had to be a fan at that time to understand the ramifications of what Chris Benoit did by murdering his family. And first of all, let let me make this perfectly clear. I'm not saying that the biggest effect was wrestling. no. Two people were killed in that. A son and a mother and a wife were killed in that thing. So that's the most important thing. Lives were lost. However, what I'm saying to you, though, is... I'm talking about... The, I'm, we're strictly talking about the wrestling ramifications. Let's, let's make that clear. And you can see it in Chris Benoit's son today. Like, he wants to be a part of these shows so bad. But he looks so much like his dad. And his legacy is just... He's his son. His legacy is tied to him. So he's never gonna get the chance... He wants... I remember one time he did an interview. He, he wants to be a wrestler so bad. He loves the business. He loves everything about it. But he knows, he just knows that he would never be fully accepted because people would see him. Like, he would legitimately have to get a fucking face change for people to understand, for people to not think of him as that way. Because he looks just like his dad. Anyways, um, so this could have the effect on the wrestling business, like I said. when, So I remember, I'll I, I never forget. I remember watching pay-per-view that night. And we got, it was supposed to be CM Punk versus Chris Bumat for the ECW Championship. Ended up being John Morrison versus CM Punk. John Morrison got the win. And I remember vividly the next night, and I remember I was with my ex at the time. And I'm on the computer typing away. And that's when it's saying, like, hey, Chris Bumat's been murdered. It's like, what the fuck's going on? And then the details start coming out. Whoa. WWE had to change. All of wrestling changed. Where it was going to appear. I th- I... I I believe WWE was going to go to a PG model no matter what because it just made them more money. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. This accelerated the process, but then also no chair shots to the head. That's not just you no know, in WWE. That's changed in the wrestling. You know now people are saying, well, is this a concussion? Like did he have this brain trauma that led him to do this? Like what what's going on here? Like what are we what are we doing here? You know, and so I believe this bombshell report. And now with Johnny Ace, who's gonna who's going to be make no mistake about this, John Laurinaitis will be their 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 state's witness. He will be their pride and joy. He has he, he knows where a lot of bodies are buried. Things that like if he was around in the eighties when Jimmy Snooker had that briefcase that no that no one seems to remember what happened with it, he would tell where that briefcase was. We're going to get a lot more of this. And now we see these leaked documents, things that we haven't seen. We, we had never seen for years. We didn't know this, this shit existed. And now we're, we're hearing these stories. And now it's like, yo, what the fuck? And who are these divas? Will these divas want to be unearthed? Will they want people to know? You know, this is going to, it's going to help a lot of people Therape- therapeutically, mentally. It's going to fuck a lot of people therapeutically. Because we're going to eventually get names. And I don't think she, I, I don't want to see names, but we're going to get names. Let's just, this is where this story is heading. And so I don't even know what to really think about it, you know, but this is probably going to be the justice it's part. It's late justice, you know, but it's going to probably be that type of justice, you know? And so I do wonder, cause, uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, um, Janelle Grant, the woman who essentially started this take them back vince started this but janelle grant the one who got the the, the, the ball in motion they, they believe that she's the one who leaked those documents last year to the wall street journal here's my thing and i keep saying this and people they get mad at me when i say it on like homie if he would the three million dollars is nothing to him he just said hey i don't respect her you know i could do whatever i want to to her i'll give her a meal and she'll go away he thought she was gonna eat that nah man you not I'm not gonna eat two million dollars. You eat the two you wanna eat two million dollars? Okay, cool. Here's what here's what's gonna happen. And she wanted to smoke. And Vince has now lost it all. The thing that he told he told Krangle they would have to pry the, the company out of his dead cold hands. His hands are hot as fucking shit right now. And they ain't prying for him. They told him to go. And his best friend Arya May, or well, the one he brought into by the company, told him he needed to step down. He needed to resign. Yeah, he still owns 11% of the company, but what does that mean? He he no longer has any active role in this company. For us to think that, oh, well, people like Bruce Pritchard or his avatar, whatever you want to call him, they're going to get gone soon. They've got to be terrified for their jobs. And they should be. The more this shit leaks out, the more it's going to be like, oh, how, how, none of y'all knew? None of y'all knew any of this? This is ugly. It's bad. It's bad and it's ugly. So, um, you know what? The more people are doing this, they should be gone. It's funny how we live in a, in, a, in a world now where people can speak up. And even if you do the most, simple. example, I, I, I knew someone, cool, cool guy. He made a lot of raunchy jokes or whatever, but cool guy. I can say this for sure. He always tried to be respectful when people were around. He knew this, didn't want to hear those type of jokes or have those kind of conversations, right? Was it always professional? No, but I don't know anyone who's always professional at work anyway. Well, one day, me and him are in the break room. Me and him are like three other people. And we're in the break room. We're away from everybody else. And he makes a joke. We all laugh or whatever, and someone walks in. A woman walks in. You no, know, we laugh, but whatever. And she said, like, "Hey, what, so, so fu- what's so funny? We're like nothing, nothing, nothing. You wouldn't like it. No, it's just, it's just it's a joke. We say blah blah." blah. She's still okay, so she lives. Now at the time, don't think anything about it. Move on. So maybe like two weeks later, I get a, I get a text message. Hey, uh, are you, can you can I talk to you? It was one of our bosses, and I was like, uh, sure. Is it important? At the time, I had two jobs. Said, yeah, it's kind of important. You know, you can't come back to work until I talk to you. Come back to work. All right, sure. I, I, I okay. What time do you want to talk? So I, then I call, and no, she calls, and she's HR on the phone. I'm like, yeah, what's go What's going on? That yeah, there was a complaint, and and you were in the story, so we're trying to get your side of the story. I'm like, all right, what's going on? Anyone you know make a joke like this? And he said the joke for beta, and I was like. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this. I said, yeah, I, 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 I think I see where this is going. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want a part of it. And then they said, well, you can't come back to work because you were in the room. You were laughing. But I said, I, but if I didn't make the joke, was a complaint on me about that. I made the joke. Then how come I can't come back to work for laughing? I can laugh at a joke. You know, especially if we're in the break room away from everybody else. Like no one else was around. Well, someone just happened to hear it as they were walking in. They're extremely offended right now. I said, well, then I guess I'm not coming back to work then. So it's all good. I said, uh, but I said, I don't want to be in the middle of this because I didn't actually do anything wrong. I'm allowed to laugh at a joke I find funny, but if I didn't make the joke that offended someone, I don't understand how I'm being punished for it, but it's all good, hung up on them. And so I get a phone call maybe four or five hours later, and it was from the same boss, and she was like, all right, so we discussed it, and you can come back to work tomorrow, um, because I, I was actually, she called me on one of my days off, and so I said, okay, um... Right, okay, cool. And she said, But yeah, just so you know, uh, we just don't allow those kind of jokes no matter what, no matter just if you're on a facility, don't don't talk like that. All right, whatever, you yeah, know, boom boom. He ended up getting fired <clears throat> and seeing the chick later on that week and she was trying to talk to me and I said, Okay, I just you no know, listen to her and walked away and then I got called the next week and she was in the uh, HR and my, my boss said, Hey uh, are you still here in the building? I was like, Yeah, I said, Hey, come to my office. Yeah, sure. And she was like, Yeah, are you not talking? I said, Yeah, I'm not talking. to her. I won't talk to her. I said, because she's already shown me like, if you're offended, you're offended. But we can't even talk to each other now. Like we can't even have a conversation about, Hey, no, please don't sit around me. Like no one knew she was there. Like, she literally just walked into the room. So she must have like literally just been walking up, and we must have been just, just a little loud, which is fair. You heard the joke, you're offended, but like why can't you just say, Hey guys, you guys are kind of loud, making that type of joke. You might not want to do that. Now she wants to have a conversation, and then she wants to crack jokes. I said, Nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not comfortable. I said I have the right to be not comfortable too. I have the right. I said you tell me I'm a man. I don't have the right to be uncomfortable. Well, she made me that way. So what are we doing here? And she was like, All right, that's that's fair. And she she put her hands up. Or it, I was like, I ain't treated her indifferently, I sat there listen to her, I, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna joke with her because she has rules. But if I cross one of those rules, she's not gonna she's not gonna come to me. She gonna go to you guys. and I get fired. I said I just, I just come to work to come to work and whatever. We live in a world that's people are super sensitive, but they're always targeting the smaller people because that's the people they can get rid of. Now we have a very big target in Vince McMahon. Will they be able to lock this guy up? Is that what they even want? I don't know. The point of telling that story was how fast they got rid of this guy. You know, and so what what happens now, I don't know. But John Laura Knight will play a huge... There will be documentaries on Hulu, on Netflix. There will be documentaries. Well, maybe not Netflix anymore because they haven't been with WWE. Well, <laughs> you never know. But there will be documentaries based off of this. And John Laurinaitis can make this very difficult for TKO. Because he's out. He's never getting back in. I'm sure he's going to keep snitching. And now you're telling me that this dude knew about... This company knew that this woman was raped. And they did nothing about it. Massive... Fuck the lawsuits. Someone is going to jail. And a lot of money is going to be lost. So TKO... I guess they, I guess that's why he went for the cash instead of the creative. So, you know, um, I I just hope that everyone who does decide to speak up is actually heard. You know, and, and I, I do hope instead of them going for the small fish, they get the fish they want. They get the bigger fish. Anyways, um, let's move forward. Move on. Speaking of people who are out, Scott Damore has been replaced as the president of TNA. And apparently, he knew of this about 10 days later. This was just made public now. I, apparently, it was nothing scandalous or anything It was all about just the the direction of the company let me say this without Scott Moore, tna is not back on the map as strong as they are now and you may say they're not strong at all i let me tell you something there's a point in time where i loved tna and then when they got on uh spike i said this, this this then they lost spike and they lost everything except for whatever channel i think it's on whatever discovery channel they're on now right the reason why people like Nick Nemeth have signed, Jordan Grace have signed, re-signed with this company, Moose, the reason is because of Scott Moore. He's built, a, he has had to build relationships while mending old relationships. If you guys don't remember, Okada had once wrestled in TNA and Vince Russo's booking had him dressed as a fucking clown. Literally. And Okada resented them for that. But he said the one thing he took from that his character is important, even though he didn't have the right character then. That's when he came out with the Rainmaker character, so there was, a, there was a, a, a light in that darkness. Um, but here's the thing I don't know where it's where Scott Moore goes now or what he does. Right here was his calling card, how much he can run a company without him. TNA is not back on the map the way they are. I'm telling you right now, and for, and for as nice as, as the collaboration between them and uh. A W was it doesn't happen without Scott Demore. So I hope whatever Scott Demore does, if it's, if the rumors are true that there's nothing scandalous, or just disagreeing of direction. I hope that he not just lands on his feet, but he gets to truly shine and do whatever he wants to somewhere. Um, I, I hope that those people who sign with T N A because of Scott Demore don't leave because you no, know, wrestling is fun when everyone's decent. You know how like it's like the beginning of the football season. NFL, not not, not college, because college you know if your team sucks or not. Let's just be real. But even if you know your team sucks in, in in NFL, when when it's the beginning of the season, it's always hype. You're always talking trash. It's always that hoping where you're just like, man, there's a chance. That Jim Carrey line, is just you know, you're saying there's a chance, you know. Um, so I hope I hope he ends up good. Let's hit AEW then get out of here. Collision. Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia next week. The winner gets Christian Cage at Revolution. I hope Garcia wins that there. And also, Eddie Kingston challenged Brian Danielson to a one on one match for the Continental Classic or Continental Championship. Speaking of Brian Danielson, I love how we've gotten comparisons that WWE wanted to make Cody Rose a new Daniel Bryan when they didn't want Daniel Bryan to be Daniel Bryan. But I. I'll, I'll let that go because it's just not worth it. It's that not worth it. Anyways, let's hit dynamite. So, Swerve Hangman had another classic thirty minute draw. They did a do- they did a double turn here. Swerve said, "Hey, Hangman, you know how this is. Let's go five more minutes." Hangman just laughed and said, "No, you had to beat me. You didn't beat me." And so then Tony Khan made it official through Shivani. That's going to be a triple threat match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Adam Page versus Samoa Joe. It's a swerve am This This is going to be a fantastic match. But one, Joe's retaining. And two, this was a, a buildup. And I've never seen a a, a, a hangman. Uh, so I don't know actually what to expect. He's been like the babyface for the entire run of AEW. Now this dude, has, he literally did the double turn. He nailed Prince Nana in the back with a chair as he's dancing. This was a complete double turn. And even though the fans had already turned, Swerve turned himself face by having the match he had with Hangman at full gear. The fans were already turning, going with him. Because think about this. Look at this man. Him and Tony Storm are the perfect example of never die. These guys were both, and this, you were both Vince McMahon calls. Not surprised there. Swerve. Didn't even get a real chance on the main roster. He was just fired. Even Triple H, I could say Triple H didn't use him to his full potential. And he's talked about this with Chris Van Vliet. And how Shawn Michaels was the one that said, "Hey man, we're not using you to your fullest potential. Like you, you're kind of fucking dope, you know." But, but example, like when they put him with Hit Row, that's what really helped him in NXT because he was floundering, you know. Then he got into the Hit Row thing and they were doing their thing and it was pretty cool. And so like then you come here. And he comes here. He's one of those people that's a big, a big signing. I believe he debuted at Revolution a couple years ago. Ends up forming this tag team, which I was not a fan of at the time. Like, why are they putting Swerve and Keith Lee in a tag team? I didn't. I hated it. But it made sense that they, they were doing the Kobe and Shaq thing. Then on a random fucking Dynamite, where I'm thinking the the Bucks are gonna win those tag team championships back, you have Swerve and Keith Lee winning tag team gold, which I'm like, I was down for of course. Also Swerve. Speaking of Swerve, he's going to be in the the, the next person in the uh, Fight Forever video game for any of those people still playing. I have not played in months. I'm definitely going to download the game on Valentine's Day at some point to download uh, Swerve Strickland myself. Um, but he then turns heel, does the Embassy mogul thing, and they weren't they still weren't very much using him. You know they were using and then. He started being on tv every now and then and then it was on tv all the time and then you have him in the match with staying in darby allen and christian cage and himself then he comes out starts cutting his promos then he gets into the beef with hangman and it's just been he will i don't care what anyone said i there's no way he's not the aew world heavyweight champion by by the i would i would say double or nothing he wins that title but this this is where they're going and so the double turn happened. Now you have an interesting thing with this now cuz now the bucks are heel. <laughs> so now do you keep Hangman with the bucks? Um Takeshita defeated Chris Jericho. Tony Storm defeated Red Velvet and her, her, I I'm looking forward to this match with her and Diana Prazo. Um I think it's going to be fan fucking fantastic. In the main event, Storm, Storm, to me. In the main event, Sting and Darby Allen capture the AEW World Tag Team Championships against Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Ricky Starks takes the pin. Sting's boys are in in Their his boys are fucking huge. Um, and so they come in the ring. They hug. They embrace. That is the last. Time, this is the last time we're gonna see Sting holding any type of championship ever. I love every second of this, by the way. Cause then the 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 post he what do you like, let's say if you didn't like them winning tag titles right because he's about to retire, the post breakup where. The Bucks have been trying to get Darby's attention, and Darby's like, "No, we're not. We're, we're not worried about you guys. We want the bigger and better." And they're like, "You, you don't want to pay attention to us, right?" This is the way to pay attention to them. Not only do you beat down Sting, you bust Darby out and open. You now put hands on Sting's fucking children. You, you now beat everybody down. Now you're gonna use your EVP powers to skip the line, and now you're gonna definitely. This is, this is for sure the main event, and they put a ton of fucking heat on it. I thought it was a, a great way to end Dynamite. You have this feel-good moment where you see these guys sitting around, Darby and Sting capture the tag titles, something we never thought we'd see. We we legit, we thought we were only getting uh, cinematic matches from Sting. His first match was a cinematic match. It was against, wasn't it Hobbs and uh, Brian Cage? It was, it was cinematic. It was, it was cool from what I remember. And that's, what, that's all it was supposed to be. And with Sting, with, excuse me, with Darby, Sting helped started to help get Sting his his confidence back. And all of a sudden, we start seeing fucking crazy Sting. Now he's a tag team champion one last time. I'm sure Sting didn't want to win the titles, but look here, Tony Khan has done a great job of booking Sting. And he's shown the utmost respect to Sting. And so he had to know he had no say in that matter. You know what I'm saying? But uh, then to end it that way, I thought it was dope. And finally, the announcement we have is that Big Business Dynamite, Will happen in Boston, Massachusetts next month, the thirteenth. And if you look at the signs, everything leads to. It's looking like Mercedes Monet is going to debut. And honestly, we don't. We know that Osprey just had his last match in New Japan, I believe, Sunday. More as I'm recording this. Um, but you guys won't hear it so Monday. But um, Sting just. I mean, Osprey just had his last match, so you have. Os you're gonna have Osprey at some point in March debuting for AEW officially, as their talent. You're going to have Mercedes Monet from what it looks like officially debuting as their talent. And we don't know where Okada's going. You got three big signees in one month. Also, think about the names we haven't seen in 2024. We have not seen Britt Baker in 2024. We have not seen Jamie Hayter in 2024. We have not seen the Bastard Pack in 2024. We have not seen Ray Phoenix. A lot of people were injured, but... This year is going to be fucking bananas, and I'm looking forward to it. But I thought these were strong shows this week. I thought Dynamite, yeah, it might have gotten the um, uh, the little brother treatment due to the, the press conference, but Dynamite building up everything was very very strong. I, I really enjoyed the ending to that. So, uh, and also next week on SmackDown, you have Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and The Rock confronting Triple H. What's gonna happen here? How how's this gonna play out? Looking forward to it. So. Anyways, that is your Monday show. Hope you guys are having a great month. Um, Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week on this Monday show. If you listen to only Monday shows. If you listen to both shows, thank you. Talk to you on Wednesday. I am Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are out.